What's up? This is a special edition of Marsha's Plate, where we review the show Pose on FX. All right? Uh, what Diana say? Don't call the doctor. Don't call the mama. Don't call the preacher. Welcome back to Marsha's Plate. Make sure if you join the conversation, you hashtag Marsha's Plate and pose FX. Um, we're going to cover a lot of topics. This episode was really deep, um, heartfelt. So if you hear us talking about anything and you have something to add, make sure you hashtag us. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. We are under... M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. That's M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. Hashtag us. We don't care if you agree or disagree. We just want to hear your opinion. So, you know, come join the conversation. Hey, hey. we're back. Hola. We are back. Back with the jump bar. We. We sure are. Emphasis I'm back. On we. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. We are back we for a review. You know, it's not just me by myself. You it's know. Now, well, you know, Diamond is hard to keep up with. You know. So, yeah. So, I do. I have been traveling a lot. And, um, like I said, I went to, like on I said on a Marsha's Play episode, I went to Philadelphia mm-hmm. for a while. And, um, for the conference and so it was hard for um me to schedule yeah. something with brian so i once to have something out for sunday i have to record by myself because he couldn't make it yes and we are up early in the a.m you know so now we are up early yes. in the a.m <laughs> at eight in the morning so if i sound rather bare like <laughs> aka per usual i you know it's because it's eight in the morning yes diamond is a queen of the night <laughs> <laughs> she comes alive at night. Right. <laughs> right. So, Pose, this particular episode, I really, um, you know, I really, really, really enjoy the fact that they are pointing out black and brown people's contribution to the movement as far as, like, organizing the ACT mm-hmm. movement in, in regards. Because if you look at, like, pictures and shit and... um and like documentary there's a documentary called surviving the plague um surviving if, the plague uh-huh okay it, there was not a, r kelly <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> mm. they th- you would think that the movement was white but like if you if you were on the ground you know that it was the black and brown folks that was kind of mm-hmm. doing the brunt of the work and so i like that the show really is pointing out that put to this particular thing in regards to, um, you know, in regards to that, because that's the truth. I'm putting some respect on the Browns. 
you know, and learning. We and people need to learn this. Yes, I've learned so much from you, Pose. I'm just I know it all now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we were just talking about what the cisgender. I didn't even know about that. I was like, what was I calling everybody before? Oh. Oh, oh, you talk about from Marsha's play. Yeah, from Marsha's play, <laughs> the trans one oh one section. <laughs> oh, this is about pose though. <laughs> But anyway, yes, the, the trans one on one section. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a new segment on Marsha's plate that I'm doing because me we we got a letter when we read it. We were like, "God, this is such basic shit." So the letter was asking, or was it? Yeah, the letter was kind of. Um, you know, usually we get letters that are like in you know in depth or whatever, mm-hmm. but this was really like. 101 like they didn't know anything <laughs> yeah this hey, was what's this and that's what not yeah it was it, it i don't want to be disrespectful yeah it was it was that so in the process of us talking about it we were like what what you don't know this <laughs> <laughs> and i mean well yeah like i was saying like a lot of people even me and i've been up in the lifestyle for a while now and i don't know if it's just my ignorance or no, you just don't to, know. Just, like, yeah, and that's what we, and especially the, if you're not around a certain community, exactly. you don't know nothing. Like a lot of people saying that they're learning from Pose, yeah. just by watching Pose. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, and so that's what it was. We, in the midst of the conversation, we were like, "But wait, there could be people who, even though you know, this is our life, so of course we're going to be the experts. Uh-huh. We're going to be the people who know." Um, the the new words and the new things and new concepts. We're gonna be. It's not gonna. Be, it's not gonna be um one on one for us because we live it. Yeah, it's kind of like black people talking about racism, and so you know we know we we learn about racism from the birth. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, yeah, experience and all exactly hands on <laughs> experience. So you know, so we were like, you know, well, we we can do a segment called Trans One Hundred One. And um, I came up with the song from the words that we were saying while we were talking about it. (laughs) You know, because it could be the beginning for you. It could be, you know, what's basic for me. It could be, I just got into this. (laughs) And so we started off with cisgender because um, explaining the word cisgender because um, that was kind of what the the letter was revolved around. Mm -hmm. It was revolved around the person being offended by being called something that they don't know what the fuck this word is. And so, um, yeah, so here's the word. (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, Pose, just like um, we do on our show, we, you know, Pose is teaching us some of the history that happened, that happened back in the 90s. So we got to make sure we give a shout out to um, Jenny Livingston, she was director of this particular episode. Oh, for real? Yes. And she's also the director of Paris is Burning. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. So, you know, I oh. feel this is this is what makes... I got in an argument with somebody... Not an argument, but, you know, you know you're on Facebook mm-hmm. and motherfuckers got different opinions of you. Mm-hmm. You know you, Diamond. Ooh, <laughs> my opinion to be strong. <laughs> Very strong. So... <laughs> We were talking about the discussion was Pose, um, Blanca, um, MJ Rodriguez. They were discussing her being snubbed at the 
whatever these new well, nomination yeah. came out, did like they, Emmy nominations or something, oh, yeah. something like that. They, they, they were like... They nominated Billy Porter. They nominated mm-hmm. Billy Porter and then, you know, just the show in general for certain things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I said, well, I don't think the acting... <laughs> Why are you looking like that? Okay. Listen. What did you say? I, I don't think the acting is exquisite. That's just keeping it real. Why I enjoy this show is that overall or Blancas? It's a few people. Keep it, it 100, baby. I am. We're going to get into it later. <laughs> there are going to be some other people. Mm. I'm, I'm, okay. I don't think that, there are moments that I'm like, yes, this I'm feeling this moment. But. Most of the moments that I feel is because I relate to the content. I the content yeah. of so the the so you can take and nothing is bad. Like certain scenes. Okay, listen, well some oh. certain scenes <laughs> there is some bad acting. <laughs> and then certain scenes there was some good acting. <laughs> so if you <laughs> listen. <laughs> so if baby, you take, she ran it if, out. You ta- if you average them, mm-hmm. if you average the great scenes and average the bad scenes, it's gonna be mediocre acting. If you take mediocre mo- mediocre acting uh-huh. and put it with really relevant um, storylines, okay, um, above average writing, I can feel the the quality. I can feel the show. Like it's not like everything is bad. Every it's like a it's like an above average show, and because I connect with the show, connect with the storyline because this is things in my life that that are a part of my life. I can feel it. I can. I don't. You don't need to be the greatest actress for me to be, connect to the show because. I, I already emotionally connect with the storyline. Do you see what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So you're saying basically that could be a mediocre actor, but since everything else is I relevant it's, it's, to me, I can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So that's what I was basically saying. Yeah. And they were they was like, What? And da, da, da. I was like, Well, this is just my opinion, you mm-hmm. know. Um I, these this these a lot of these Let actresses and actors are this is their first time? I mean, acting, this is season two now, but this is their first acting project. Yeah. So they they're growing in the process of Monica this wasn't show. Working before? Yes, but it's it's their first major thing. You can kind of tell. I mean, I think Candy is phenomenal. I think Billy is. I think Blanca is I, great. Uh, <laughs> That's what I mean. Great it's, is I a don't far-fetched. exactly. I don't think that they're bad. Good, great. I think they're great good. The like it's good. good. Yeah, good. She's like good. it's like, oh, you guys are good. Um, but great, Emmy great. Billy is great. Billy is great. But he's seasoned. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so exactly. That's my yeah, point. Like I, I, I'm seeing, like definitely seeing tons of growth mm-hmm. from. Um, season one. I'm th- everybody has grown exactly. Oh, Jesus. So every people are good, but I would not say that they were great. Emmy nominated. So Emmy nominated. Let's wait great. another season. Yeah, give let's let's give them a little bit more time because yeah, they're growing that. and getting better and I better. Because I see growth. I definitely mm-hmm. see growth from the last season. Um, so I was I was talking about that, and I was like, look, I you know I. I 
yo, <laughs> this is just my opinion. You got your opinion. And, and I'm guessing they, they were just saying that she's snubbed because of whom she is or all of the politics and going into all of that. Yeah, yeah. it was... I don't know. It was weird. They was making a trans woman thing. I was yeah. Because like, stop, stop. I think really right about now, everyone is trying to be, well, I don't know if they're genuine with everything, mm-hmm. you know, but they're they're giving the girls their glory. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't, I think it's what, yeah. It's yeah, I think not, it's just good. It's not great. It's just, it's good, but it's not great. Maybe next time. Maybe, maybe next time. Maybe, 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 season three. But first of all, who needs an award or anyway? This whole show is just like, it's a prize. Like, this is going to be around forever. So just yeah. being on the show and you just being Blanca is a big thing. Yeah. She's going to be known for this um, role forever. forever. Yeah, so you don't need an yeah. award. You, so, you wearing it out. Um, but we do like our flowers, though. But, yeah, we you do know. like our but flowers. But we, we have to earn our alive. flowers. And be, we have to earn <laughs> our flowers and be realistic about our fl- about our earnings of those flowers. So this episode starts off as um, starts off with Vogue coming to an end. Oh yes, thank God, because I'm tired of that song. <laughs> oh, I was so happy. So Vogue was off the charts. Um, Damon's classes are getting slim. He only had like three people. Oh God! <laughs> um, I did notice that too, because it was know. out the door before. Yeah, <laughs> it was lines out the door. But what <laughs> it's what the hammer time again now, ain't it? MC Hammer. She was like, "Don't you?" Uh, then she said about teacher Hammer. Yeah, teacher like, Hammer, Hammer girl. <laughs> David said, girl, what? No, man. I would have been in there. What was the song? (laughs) But if you think about it, you, uh, Hammer Time. I mean, it was jamming. <laughs> you gotta be diverse, Diamond, if you wanna. But I mean, think if yeah. you was a Vogue girl and then here come this bullshit after <laughs> that's I mean, so yeah. culturally relevant and then you come with this typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> this gimmick. No, Mm-mm. get out of here, girl, boom. And so I felt Damon mm-hmm. when he said that. But I also felt um, the lady that gave him his check mm-hmm. was like, you know. They, you know, white folks come in and try to steal your culture. Mm-hmm. They come in and visit, but they don't ever stay, honey. Yeah, she so, was real as fuck. You can tell yeah. they got a good little relationship. <laughs> yeah. She like Damon. They be up in there kicking. Uh-huh. They'll suck you dry and toss you out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I do want to talk about in the beginning of the episode, in, in the, during the class, the- that song is, I want to give you a little bit of history of that song just a touch of love just a touch of love just a touch of love that song that plays in the song. song right because it's from the 80s from the Ooh, 90s my music and stuff like that diamond girls shoot, shoot. so i know some music listen so that, that song, song is me. by um cc music factory so the CC Music Factory was a group made up of David Cole and Robert Sevelius. Um, their group peaked in the 90s, in 1990. One of their most popular songs is Gonna Make You Sweat. Everybody dance now. <laughs> so, um, and it was sung by Martha Wash, but she didn't get any credit for singing on the songs. Like they didn't put her credit, her name in the credits. She didn't get any coins. <laughs> she didn't get anything. Um, all she found out, how she found out was she saw the video and Velma Davis, Velma Davis is the one who sung. 
Just a touch of love, just a touch of love. They used Velma for the video who was lip singing Martha Wash's parts to the song. Do you know who Martha Wash is? Uh-uh, I'm not even gonna lie. Okay, so Martha Wash is a um like a nineties music legend. Oh. So she really yes, nineties. You know her, you know know her voice, you don't know how she looks, and the and that's why she's that's what was the T. So looks? she's fat. Okay. Okay. So nowadays, fat shaming is a bad thing. Okay. It yeah. is a negative thing. It is, you know, we got Lizzo's on the oh, chart. Oh, baby, I love Lizzo. Yes, we got Lizzo's on the chart, and people are exactly people. There are um, there are big people who are like, you know, fuck that bullshit you was talking back then. But in the nineties, it uh. was total opposite of that. So it was fat shaming was like. I don't know, like, just, like, that was a part of the culture. It was a part of the, you know, you can't be a movie star. You can't be a a singer and be fat. Like, we're not going to invest in that you. That is fucked up because, I mean, you know, bigger, healthier people, they, a lot of times they have the voice. <laughs> so, like, you know, said. like Dreamgirls ever said. I have the voice. I have the voice. <laughs> exactly. I have the voice. Tina has always been pretty. <laughs> But what about me? <laughs> so, right. So, what was happening was people were using Martha Wash's voice on songs. Oh, no. But they would put those. a skinny girl in the video. <laughs> right. Sorry, that's always been the key, key with me. So, Martha Wash was, um, I'm trying to think of oh, some songs God, that no. you may know. Of course. Girl, you said everybody sweat. That's what she say. She, dance she says and that sweat. One, yes, oh. she said dance and sweat. Well, of course. How people don't know who she is? It's Gonna Make You Sweat. That's the name of the song. Oh. Well, I never knew the name of the song. I just know the song. So, look. Of course. Just She's still in commercials. Who the hell? That ain't her? No. And... So all the songs did they make her the artist like or did, yes. they, or did they just like put the voice yes and so the people thought that was her yes but it was Martha Wash's voice but she actually this girl actually can sing oh she can yes she sung the song that was imposed just a touch of love just a oh. touch but that came after this. This, and so people thought that she was that girl. Big, it was a big oh. deal. Martha Wash ended up suing them. Oh, wow. Because they used her voice. She didn't even know that and was put some, No, she just came and recorded the demo. She thought she was recording the demo. Uh-huh. And so when she came, and it was a bunch of songs. It's a, if I, I can click up a bunch of songs for you, and you'll be like, oh, I know that song. But you don't know Martha Wash. Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> yes. That is so Exactly. So the problem was, like like I said, she was bigger. They said, no, we can't use her. She's mm-hmm. big. And it was, it was common culture. Like, it wouldn't be any kind of backlash at this time. And so they would use her voice. And it was this whole thing about lip singing. Like, Millie Vanilli, somebody else was singing their whole album. Yeah. So, it was this big controversy about people lip singing to music and it not being their real voice. So, what happened was, they would, they put Zelma Davis, who has actually a, a real, like, a she can, re- can, she can really sing, but she's skinny. Mm-hmm. So, they put Martha Wash's voice 
on the track because she did the demo and kept it because you can't sing like Martha Wash. Mm-hmm. You can sing, but you can't sing, sing like Martha Wash. <laughs> and so, but Martha Wash is this big, high yellow, fat girl. No, from the church. No, oh. she's looking very, you know, mammy. No, 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 no. Mm. We need somebody skinny and quote unquote beautiful and blah, 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 blah. And at that time, there would be nobody checking them. Like now, if somebody mm. did something like this, we would be like, what? Twitter on black. Yes, all of that kind of stuff. But at this point, the culture, this was a part of the norm culture. It was like, this is the rules. You got to be skinny. And da 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 da. So Martha Watch ended up suing them. It ended up being this big controversy. So because they thought Velma Davis was, um, because they thought that she was lip singing after controversy, they stopped fucking with her. So they released a song of her real voice singing mm-hmm. and it was just a touch of love oh and people were still feeling it they it was a popular song but it didn't get as big as as, ones, as the it. other ones cause they thought oh she's faking she's mm-hmm. lip sync no thank you everybody was it was a backlash it was like uh uh-uh. uh no thank you yeah yeah so yeah what so that's the history um you also you oh god I'm trying to think of Martha Wash the weather girls it's raining man Hallelujah, it's raining, man. Okay. And that's Martha Wash. That's her, too? Yes, Martha oh, Wash, her voice. She has a classic voice. You've, you've heard. Um, oh, Martha Wash comes from a group called um, Two Tons of Fun. But they were backup singers for Sylvester. Do you know who Sylvester is? Oh, God, I feel so stupid. Uh, uh, God, y'all don't be knowing y'all gay history. I don't know <laughs> Sylvester. Who, the cat? So, Sylvester? <laughs> you know Sylvester when you hear him, you just don't know. I don't know him. Who is this? I thought this was a woman. You thought Sylvester was a woman? Yes. No, this is a whole gay man. You, I know you heard this song. Oh, uh, yeah. Make me feel. You make me feel my, my I swear I thought this was a woman. The whole time? Yes. <laughs> I've never, yeah, I thought this was a woman. Oh, no. So this is Sylvester. Sylvester is a classic um, disco era star that was well beyond, like, a, a, like before his time. So it wasn't even, okay, quote, unquote, okay to be gay at this time. But oh, because wow. he had this voice... It was like, whoa. <laughs> it was straight out of the church. He couldn't find singers that could back him up. For real? So he was like, I'm about to go get me some big-ass church girls. And I feel like that would be sickening. So he went back to, like, church, church girls, and got two girls from the church, the Kojic Church, one soprano, Martha Wash, and one alto, um, Isora Rhodes. And they became... Two tons of fun, uh. and they recorded an album. They were his backup singers, and this is how they got into the business. Like they how how they got on the map in regards to business. She went on to do background work, and then started singing demo work for people, and they started stealing her voice. Wow. <laughs> but she she ended up Martha Wash ended up winning the case. Now she coined out and doing her thing, yeah, <laughs> she you know. Did. And she definitely traveled the gay circus. Like so, she's like a. Um, a black gay icon like she's just you know she's like 
just a popular gay culture um, staple D- because dance music of the 90s was so popular in the gay culture, mm-hmm. you know. So now, you know, Martha, you know, doing her thing. Oh, so okay. I just want to kind of share that tidbit of um, history in regards to the music of the culture. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community. And I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here. So you're not only helping to sustain us, you're helping to sustain other people in a community. Because I put my money where my mouth is. You know, that's just the kind of bitch I am. Community is fuck. <laughs> so thank you. I really, really appreciate you. And if you have not become a patron, why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So the next scene, we have the realness category at the ball. We are back at the ball with Pertel doing mm-hmm. his thing. And the I think the category is called, um, I think the effect of the category is called um, be like a lady at brunch. I don't know, but everybody was paying their dust. It wasn't as much excitement. Well, it was only one um, person, <laughs> one person that was um, who walked the category. Yeah, who walked the category? But I actually know her. Her name is Chastity Moore. She's oh. a trans girl in the community. She's a ball scene girl. Uh-huh. Um, I think her um, her ball name, her, her real name is Chastity Moore. That's what I know her uh-huh. as. Um, but I think her ball name is Tempress. Name Tempress Mariella. Who? Tempers, I don't know. Yes, Tempers. So she is a popular girl. She's beat as fuck. She walks face. She's sickening. (laughs) And she's, you know, she's loved. She's Mm -hmm. cool. And the bitch can sing her ass off. You know, I love a bitch that can sing. Yes, you know, all the singers. (laughs) So, and she can sing. A couple of years ago, what's kind of, it's. It's funny that we have grown to where we are now with um, trans girls kind of. being having roles on TV because maybe like 10 years ago, her, um, Tess, you know, the white girl from Pose, mm-hmm. her name is Tess. Her real name is, um, Trace. It was Paul, it was Tempest, Trace, and I can't remember the other girls. They were going to do a reality show. Oh, for real? And it kind of, they did a pilot, but it didn't blow mm-hmm. up. So it's like, why didn't it blow up? Because it, the world wasn't ready for it. So mm-hmm. they didn't, they didn't, they didn't take the bait. You feel what I'm saying? But, um, you know, they didn't get the pilot didn't get picked up, but they were all on. They did a pilot episode and um, and it was supposed to come out, but it didn't. But now now they're booked. Now now they're just booked and doing their thing. So that's kind (laughs) of some some kind of good news. So um, she actually wins the category. Um, she has this white suit on and she's looking like ladies that brunch or whatever. So she did really, really good. So shout out to um, Chastity. Shout out to Tempest. Um, Pratel's looking at the crowd. And sees Ricky just sitting there looking all 
sad and sad down. And, and that's down. another reason why it wasn't sad. exciting. Mm-hmm. Because because Vogue is over. Vogue is, is over. Just, oh God, here we back back to life. And Pertel and Pro was like, "Child, hold on, let me get y'all together." He was like, "Look, I told y'all. Oh God, and there he goes. I told y'all the looky lose won't gonna be here forever. He they gonna come that. in and honey he and be gone. So, but." Like he said, he said, we are going to still create. We're going to still continue to do what we do and make marks. And that's exactly what the bossing did. It just continued to grow. It continued to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. He was like, no, we're not going to have the shine that um, Madonna gave us. But we're going to continue to grow. And here we are, um, what, like 20 years later? Ooh, Almost 20 years later. Oh, well, yeah. Wait. Yeah, almost 20 years later, uh-huh. almost, and here is a resurgent in, ex, in with Pose. In, with in Pose, the language. The language, everything, everything from the ball scene <laughs> coming in, and they are, it's a new time to be interested in the ball. Oh, but now they're just stealing every goddamn thing. Uh, it ain't just, it's just everything. It's just everything. Just thing, it's just oh. everything. The next scene is... Blanca talking to Praytel about they're in the um they're in the dining room. It's just her and Praytel, and Blanca is like this bitch. We did the protest last time, but Frederica is using fear tactics, being very Trumpian, <laughs> <laughs> using fear tactics. Talking about I left needles and oh she's condoms so and everything. <laughs> At the Ooh. protest thing. So she was like, she's using the fear of HIV mm. to win and beat me. Which, and ugh. which is kind of, it's, it's Trumpian. It's what <sighs> Trump does. <laughs> right? <laughs> if we want to make a reference God. to this day and age, that's what we do. Ooh, that's an uppercut. Yeah. And, it's an uppercut. And that's what Praytel said. Praytel said, too far that's now. evil. That's but, so evil. But. Bitch. It's smart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's smart. Cause what is what? I mean, that's the scary thing. That's and that's the and that's the normal playbook. Needles, condoms, HIV, AIDS. Oh, oh no! Oh, condoms, needles, AIDS. Oh, oh my! Yeah. Um, oh, but that's God. the the typical conservative mm-hmm. playbook. Let's base it on fear. We see that now. In our politics today. So it's nothing, the playbook hasn't changed. Trump has not changed. Uh, no. <laughs> no. God, so the, he's the, been doing yeah. fucked up shit forever. Yeah, the playbook. And now he's president. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, what? <laughs> I know, right? Like, I just what? thought about it. Like, is this real life? I don't know. Like, he was um, Trump when I was growing up, when I was not growing up in my teens, but when I was younger, um, well, teens too. He was like, he was like, what was this? Is what it means to be luxurious. Uh-huh. Like he was the the staple of Trump's name was uh, synonymous with rich. And yeah, because pop. I know. Yeah, the Trump Towers. I knew all about that before yeah. I knew who he was. Trump just had the brand was. Ooh, this is about money. Mm-hmm. This is about luxury. Class, poor, luxury. Yeah, the finest thing in life. Exactly, and. Ugh. Now with the him, no, thank you. <laughs> so Blanca tells Prey that she she's kind of like she's looking at the kids, like she's looking at Damon, she's looking at um Ricky, she's looking at Lulu, 
and Lulu is strung out at the oh, at the strip club. Mm-hmm. Um, getting Stripping. if she ain't on the pipe, she something is wrong. She's mm-hmm. looking a mess. She's drinking. <laughs> she's looking. She sure was looking a mess. Mm-hmm. Yes, and she then, was. And then Damon just, and Ricky just sitting around the house. They not back together, Damon but classes ain't just but hidden. Ain't hidden on Ricky nothing. Is not booking no tours. No more. Bookie's not booking they no tours. No nothing. It's like. Everybody is down in the dumps and not doing shit, feeling bad, being rude. And Pray Tell was like, girl, we are the survivors. We are um, we are the survivors. We are the elders. We got to give them some kind of, um, we got to keep them on track. Somebody said, why, uh, Blanca got that big old shop. Why can't she give nobody no jobs or somebody to sweep the floor or something? Yeah, but do you, but is it a lot of money? No, nah, she ain't gonna be able to pay him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that isn't a lot uh, of money. Uh, like, is it? Gonna, you might can do something, but I mean, shit, yeah. I don't think it's gonna be paying. Because if you got later, we'll talk about it later. Because you know, later Lulu was like, "Bitch, I'm making good coins down at the strip club, mm-hmm. actually." So, how much does it pay? Um, so. They come up, they both bring the kids to wherever they was at and um, some auditorium or stage or something. I can't, oh, at the ball, at the ball, but it wasn't decorated like the ball. Yeah. It was, it was the, you know, in the daytime. Yeah. And so, um, come alive. So they're convincing them, hey, let's do something that matters. Let's do something that, um, that, um, can mean something. So he comes up with, um, a caper as he calls it. And they plan to cover Frederica's house with a condom. Blanca would have lost. They would have lost me at that. <laughs> Why? Like, Blanca, girl, this ain't making me no coins. Why would I want to cover my house with condom? Girl, I am down out because I need some money. I need some coins. My my job. And I, what is covering a goddamn house with a condom got to do with anything? Well, that actually happened. Yeah, you did tell me that too. Ooh, I don't be knowing shit, Diamond. <laughs> that actually so happened stupid, y'all. Um, on September the 5th in 1991. Okay. Um, uh, Act Up. Do you remember we talked about the Act Up? Yes, group, the Act activist, Up. Act Up. And we ain't talking about um, the City Girls. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the Act Up affiliate group um, tagged, put a giant condom over the house of a vile, hateful, homophobic senator named Jesse Helms. After he said that the gays were the blame for the AIDS epidemic. Oh, gosh. One of the organizers of the group, um, one of the organizers, an influential organizer of the tag group was Peter Staley. Peter Staley is also who they use to, um, as the quote, for the end of the show. You know how they uh, quote at the end of the show? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. it was him. He was one of the organizers during this particular um, protest. Oh. And he also was one of the people who um, was like the primary person on the documentary I mentioned early, earlier called Survived, How to Survive the Plague. Mm. So it actually got Oscar nominated. Oh, that real? year. And yeah. that's a documentary? Yeah, it's a documentary. I see it. What he ended up revealing later is that the dude who founded DreamWorks, you know, DreamWorks, mm-hmm. the movie the movie yeah, the company, animation. animation yes. The dude who founded DreamWorks was named David Giffen. Giffen, I think it was G E 
FFN, the dude that founded that is actually the one who funded the actual protest with the condom. So, you oh. know, on the show, they are saying that it's Electra. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, Electra and Lulu yeah. and their work. But um, in real life, because um, this is inspired by real actions, in real life, it was funded by the person who funded, um, who founded and owns, he's still alive, um, DreamWorks. Oh, wow. um, he also... Um. He's been he been polit he also he's has gay? Do- he's yeah he's gay oh, okay. he came out as gay in ninety one he is um he's just somebody who has been philanthropic he, in the um AIDS organizations donating to Barack Obama donating to um oh. he actually donated to um what's his name Bill Clinton too but then he fell out with Bill Clinton because he pardoned somebody that was weird um but. He's just been somebody who's been instrumental in funding um, AIDS organizations and, you know, um, oh, Democratic okay. um, leftist people. Oh, I just need to know who he is. Yeah, I'd be a sugar daddy. So I want to, po- once again, this points out how organizing has really made it, um, organizing has really done some powerful things in changing the See, culture of the community. We were talking about protesting now organizing. You get things exactly. done. Now I'm protesting. It may not mm. seem like it's doing a big thing in the moment or making a big impact as big enough impact as you want but over time if you continue to disrupt the system it will change. Mm-hmm. Like we, this is what we do know. You got to disrupt the system. You can't just. You may not be able to dismantle it all at once, mm-hmm. but if mm. you if you continue to organize and continue to protest and continue to do powerful things that change the minds and hearts of people, it will work. I wanted to make sure we say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will work. Yes, we go to the scene where we have Lulu, Damon, and um, Ricky mm-hmm. <clears throat> thinking and brainstorming about how they're going to execute, execute, you know what I mean? Well, Blanca and Pratel, the idea they had, because who, how you going to get yeah, this big ass, big ass condom? Big ass condom <laughs> That's what I would have been like, oh, God. How is this? And they was all over it, I believe, because they were like, okay, how are we going to mm-hmm. do this? And then um, I think Damon was the one who was like, didn't he he jump started everything? Or well, he shit? was like, okay, so let's see what's over it. Talking about she was a dumb stripper, right? <laughs> yes. said, I'm a so David, so David <laughs> come in and say, okay, so what kind of ideas we got so far? Ricky was like, um, we can get a bunch of condoms and sew them together. Oh, what a dummy! <laughs> yeah, talking about because his condoms were so big and all of that. He's making like, flirty oh, jokes. He's making flirty jokes, mm-hmm. and then Lulu get to crying. Yeah, because Lulu's just sitting there looking over it and stupid and stuff. And then she got to talking about, it, I believe. But then she said she was in college. What was mm-hmm. she going to college for? I forgot. Then she said, now she's just a stupid stripper. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's uh, I love Lulu. I don't see this is what I'm talking about. This what? is one of those moments where I'm like, what? This acting girl. <laughs> it was very questionable because I like, did not like this moment. It was cringe worthy acting. Yeah, I didn't like it. And then it it's a time weird. and a place. I think the writing on that part too, because why I mean, why are you just sitting there talking about you a dumb stripper? 
I don't know. It was yeah, weird. that was a little dumb little part right there. They just had to throw that in, I guess. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. And then all of a sudden, you moment. come up with all these ideas and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. It was weird to me right there. I was. It was cringe worthy acting for me. <laughs> so, but over the conversation. Lulu, when they get to hugging her and calming her down from her um, woe is me mm-hmm. um, stripper status, um, <laughs> they come, they they get back to work and come up with the idea that, oh, you know, she was like, hey, what about getting one of them blow up machines? Yeah, get somebody to make up, make up that. And so she was like, but how are we going to get the money? We need the coins. <laughs> the we coins. need the coins. Because, and then it was also just a moment that I want to point out. Ricky was like, well, let me get the phone book. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have phone books no more. Oh, my God, we don't. We don't do phone books no more. Big so yellow books. He pulled out the big yellow book. And if oh any, oh, all you old heads, y'all remember going through the big yellow book, finding God, things. Kids don't even know about that these days. Uh, no. oh, they can go right on their phone numbers. and Google and God, do all the things. It was a struggle back then. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. The mm-hmm. white pages and the yellow pages, honey. I remember they would come to your door, <laughs> a big old book, and you bring them in, and you throw the old one away. It would be every too. year. Would it be every year? I believe it was. I think they gave a new one every year. Yeah, because, of course, the numbers. Yeah, so they gave a new one every year. And for you uh, people who don't know, you young bucks. But that's when people (laughs) used to stick with their numbers. Not now. Now people change numbers every week trying to hide out from folks, you know. (laughs) So you would get a new book. So you would throw the old one away and bring the new one in because they would put it in a bag. It would be a white page and a yellow page in a plastic bag, so if it rained, it wouldn't get wet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they um, have the little time. It was every year, I think, because mm-hmm. they have that little, you know, the little year date mm-hmm. on it. Like, damn, bitch, you had yeah. this this long. You know, people just keep them. And I remember that stopping. Like, I remember the time when that was stopping, like when it was going out of style. Mm-hmm. Like, as you was, because the book think... got smaller. Because... Before they would just put your number in there, right? Yeah. And then I think that's what stopped. Like I, and the advertising confidential or some shit. And the people who um the people who would put their number in, like physicians and people who uh-huh. had services, they wouldn't pay to put them services no yeah. more. So the book got thinner and thinner and thinner and then they stopped making it all together. Yeah. Oh nostalgia. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we just went into the yellow book. <laughs> How random. <laughs> So, then the scene switches to Angel and Poppy. So, Angel Mm. comes in with a plate of food. Like she cooked. We know. Oh, God. Everything up in that house looks nasty. (laughs) And they always whipping up something, too. Always. They always got the mac and cheese, though. Mac and cheese. Damn nasty mac and cheese. But no, she had some breakfast food, some bacon and some eggs. Mm. And she was coming in being sexy. You know, I fix you breakfast (laughs) in bed. Now they on this little situation. Um, Poppy and... um, Poppy come. Poppy is living for it because she was like, you know, you've been working all these double shifts, oh, honey. God. <laughs> <laughs> you you deserve it, babe. <laughs> Goodness. So she tells like a, him, a "Man, he feeling like he just mm-hmm. ugh, my baby coming to give me some breakfast. I've been yes. working all this shift." Mm-mm. So she tells him that she got 
you know, she's been going to these clubs. She's she got this audition coming up. She got she might be the next BB girl. She you know, so she, she some stuff is really happening in her career. So they have a moment. He's com- she's talking about she's kind of expressing to him in this moment that you know, she feels like they don't see who she really is. They just see a pretty face and you know, they don't see who she really is. And so he's like convincing her, doing his poppy thing and being a supportive little boyfriend mm. and saying, good you know, for that. yeah, and saying, you know, you, you are the greatest. They're going to see it. Don't worry about it. And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, girl, when does this self-esteem story yeah, get old? Angel, they just make her so weak. It's always something. You get what you she'll want. She'll be and weak and then she'll be feisty. It. Then you'll be feisty. It's like, oh, God, but I can't talk. But still. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, it's, uh, I, okay, I get it. They're trying to set some relationship situation I mean, I, with them. Yeah. I get it. But, all right. Showing what she sees in him and all of that. Yeah. So, it switches to Lulu. Um, she, Because they're trying to figure out how to get the money. Of course, Lulu, like, my, my mama always got the voice. <laughs> my mama always know how to make things work. Mother so let me go way. to uh, <laughs> Mother Electra. So she's convincing. She's trying to get the money from her. She was like, you know, I need $2,500. <laughs> That's so, looking sickening to me. That makeup and everything. Just, yeah, they look just laid. So Electra was like, girl, I'm not doing no fucking protest shit. That, that oh, shit ain't God. nothing. And Lulu, doing what, what I think is super smart, she plays to Electra's vanity, and she says, girl, <laughs> you could have been mother of the year, but because you wasn't helping and pray tell called you out when it was time to protest, da, 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 you didn't do, because that fucking clam shit you did was sickening. That should have been your your claim to fame. Mm-hmm. But you could have won, but you didn't. Because you weren't doing community shit, bitch. Think about if you helped with this. Think about if you helped yeah. with this. Think about what, what it'll look like for you. This could bring you back from the dead, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo. And, of course, Electra's is sucking it right up. because yes, <laughs> what does Electra care about? It's the ball. And the ball the and her image and, her and winning. And she says, okay, well, I'm going to give you $1,000, girl. I ain't got $2,500. But I can give you $1,000. But I also... Can show you a way. <laughs> and she whips out the outfit. And she whips out the dominatrix <laughs> outfit. So we know. And then you switch it to the scene where Lulu is tipping down the hallway tipping. with Electra. Look, everybody looking beat in their dominatrix outfit. And they tip into the room to beat some white ass. <laughs> a white male ass. And baby, that was the funniest moment of the fucking Her giggling. Show. Her giggling and smacking this nigga in these nylons. Because it is Baby, funny. any escort know, any escort that oh. is trans escort know that you know motherfucking clients love them some nylons, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they love to put them nylons on, honey. That's oh. such an old school... Folks don't wear nylons now, so the clients ain't like that. But clients from back in the day, like older clients, uh-huh. maybe, nylons was something. Nylons had some kind of weird fe- mother fetishy connection to them because they would, 
Like it would be this is off topic, but <laughs> but because women wore nylons a lot, like uh-huh. it was something that was a part of the culture on their legs. It was um like it's like a sensual item. Yeah. It was a modest item. It was something it was some kind of sexual connection that was happening with nylons. And so clients will come to you with nylon fetishes. They will want you to have nylon so they can rub them. They will want to put them on. They will want to, um, like it was just something about the fetish of nylons because they had a connection to women's modesty, women's, like their mothers and their, um, you know, it just had this weird connotation. So you would see a lot of clients who love nylons not now because folks is not wearing nylons like that no more but pantyhose was such a big thing that it was a part of the sexual fetish culture so we you meet a lot of clients like that (laughs) just a little tidbit of the culture god all of the things On to the next thing, we have Poppy and Angel going out to the nightlife, and they are finally living the life that they always wanted. A beautiful and, couple. Yes, hopping out the, I guess, I don't know what the, some surface car, or something uh-huh. like that. And then, because Angel got the connect. She's, she she's a model now. She so she's a girl. She, she's got connect. She got VIP connect. Names are on the list. Full yes. government names are on the list. They can skip the line. Skipping the line, and then they go in and meet Angel, little, uh, whatever. I guess a little what model friends and uh, yeah. whatever and there it goes right on the table I believe <laughs> so they go into but the VIP section party without the favors <laughs> and it is nothing but party favors Ooh, on the then table back then huh the didn't you say whoo Mm. That's when it was a stream. Yeah, so they see Coke on the table, and Poppy is like, damn, they just do it yeah, out girl, in the Angel, open. you know, Angel is the wrong person to be trying to do anything with her mood <laughs> swings, and you don't know if you want to be happy or sad or just, woe is me. But yes, they are trying to offer up the favors, and Poppy is So they like, are... They are like peer pressuring them. They're doing the typical stuff, but I like, yo. Think they were just so hard. I mean, everyone does it, so... Right, they wasn't even like, just this is a like, part hey, of the life. Do it. They were just like here, you know. Yeah, this is a part of the life. This is a part of, you know, partying. This yeah. is just having fun. It doesn't have the stigma like it does now. Yeah, because now um, we know what happens. Yeah, we know what happens over. when the party's over, <laughs> right? <laughs> so they're like, you know, it's nothing. Uh huh. But Poppy was already on that. Poppy was well, like, uh, this he has an idea. This is what's annoying about this scene to me. What? So they go to the back, and Poppy was like, you know, Blanca get us together if we get to doing fucking drugs. Right. Um, so we can't do these drugs, Angel Girl. Right. We can't um, fuck with it. We can't, um, you know, because we'll but, be homeless or whatever. Poppy, and nothing then, but pharmaceuticals. <laughs> And, th- and then Angel give him the, the most weirdest <laughs> because Poppy explanation. And it, I know Poppy is supposed to be dumb. He ain't the smartest girl. I know. I know they're they're playing up his dumbness. But this was pills. too far for me. I, that I, he ain't just, right, because you in the streets, you selling but shit. But also Angel's naivety. 
Angel's naivety of the situation as well. They played up it too much. Like, it's it's basically just like medical. Made them it's, too stupid. It made them too stupid. Yeah. You a hoe. You a hoe from, from the, the pier. <laughs> like you always yep. tell her. Hope hoe from, from the, the pier. Girl, you know about this life. You true to this life, baby. And Drugs you were a drug in. dealer for the longest. Oh, God, a street drug dealer. Yeah. Poppy was a street drug dealer. Wow, that was a stupid, yeah. You are yeah. not about to tell me or y'all make me pretend y'all that y'all them. don't know about cocaine. Right. You got to be on shit to be at the pier. Th- and th- to, this is, y'all giving this high school, naive, suburban, yeah. I don't know about drugs. You bitches is yeah. from the street. Y'all ain't from no fucking suburban. Right. And y'all playing up, y'all from the Bronx. Y'all playing up that y'all from... Street hood shit. Y'all not from this uptown, this or whatever. If anything, Poppy would have, he would have known more about not, the drugs than Angel. Y'all know about drugs? Come oh, on. Get the fuck out of here. That was weird like to me. That, that was, uh, that part of the writing was weird. I didn't like it. It was, it didn't match. It wasn't authentic. I didn't like that part. I didn't think that deep into it, but I just felt like it was very stupid. Like. It just was stupid because it didn't make sense. It. Yeah. <laughs> it was stupid because it didn't and make then sense. You're, you're in the life that you always wanted, and then you're just like, come on, girl. I can see you getting, because they could have done it realistically. Like, I can see you getting caught up in the pressure of it. Like, yo, yeah, like, you can't like, be up in VIP. You trying to and fit you, in and things Yeah, like I would have, that would have been more believable. Like, yo, you know, you in VIP with us. Like, make the dude be like, you in VIP with us. You cannot be in VIP with us and not getting high with us. Because, nigga, we all got reputations to um uphold. And you got to be partaking. You ain't going to be going back fucking up our reputation. And you ain't doing nothing, bitch. Or something. I don't know how they could have played it. But playing it like they were na- this naive, I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like the y'all idea just come back that. and y'all just sniff it off. So... They get high. <laughs> doing the absolute most. Doing the absolute most. Bowling. Serving you B- Bobby Brown and Whitney. <laughs> Bobby Brown, Cokehead, They are Whitney. the life of the party. And um, they they get to playing um, Do Me Baby from um, Bell Bib DeBow. Love that song. That was my sickening. That's classic 90s music. <laughs> I ain't going to talk about I ain't nothing, nothing deep about that. Yes, Diamond. But that, but that song. <laughs> but I live for that song. So. And then the scene goes to them fucking. I was gagged. Them cakes was looking love. Uh, uh, <laughs> Poppy. Yeah. Yeah. Them cakes was looking love. And I enjoyed that they had the scene where, they were, where he was on top. Mm-hmm. And it was um, sensual. It wasn't like the past season. I I wanted it to be more though. I wanted it to be what titties out? No, not 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 that. Not in exposure. Oh, okay. In um, what you mean? A longer sex scene, more sensual. Action, not sensual. More. It can be sensual, but more. What you mean, action? A porno girl? No, it like um. This is fucking, um, this is FX. FX, they, they do can, do the most. They can do the most. Yeah. It, can, it don't need to be, um, I wanted it, it, it seemed like this was a boring ass session. I needed to be a more, yeah, I didn't see the passion. Yeah, this is a big thing, they're fucking. Yeah, they're finally fucking, so I need to see the yeah. passion. It seemed like they just were showing him on top of her, like. Yeah. I mean, but like I said, you know, 
Angelina a big stallion. So there's only so much you can do with Poppy and his little cakes. Bend it over. <laughs> that's the, I mean, I, I, I don't know. You know. It just it was. Um, I don't know. I wanted more from that scene. Mm-hmm. Maybe because. I don't know. I just wanted more from it, and I wanted it I to be. I get it, because they just, that, I was like, you. oh, they're fucking, and I then it's you. over with. Yeah. She said something like, I love you stuff. Like, mm-hmm. she said, I love you. And you on like, drugs. Yeah, y'all on drugs. and <laughs> <laughs> Y'all in yes. the moment. Okay, y'all. Um, so, they fuck, and I thought that that, was, that scene was lackluster. It could have been more, but mm. that's me. The next scene is the ACT trip, the tag trip, however you want, whatever one you want to mention. Um, the trip where they are coming to the hotel. And Electra's acting bougie, like, you know, what is going on? Like, where's the five star hotel? Oh, yes. <laughs> and. And Mother Judy was like, honey, we didn't have enough coins for all that. But we got two. They gave us enough money for the hotel, two hotel rooms, the girls in one and the boys in the other. And what you want to do? <laughs> so um, this leads into the boys room where Ricky and Damon are there. Damon goes to get a cot. And there's this moment between pray tell and ricky so this aging kind of thing where he's um pray tell is bringing out um pray tell is bringing out all the these cosmetic things these moisturizers and he has his oh yeah he has his stuff all of and his ricky things. is like god you gotta do all of that, that was a lot of shit <laughs> pray tell jesus but pray tell said honey i look great so it's it's my regimen you cute it's my regimen <laughs> so you know you it's it's like skin but is like jesus. leather baby it, you gotta it take care like of it le- and keep it moisturized <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, Pertel, you do look good. All right, I'll give you that. So, Ricky reveals in that moment that Chris had the package, had HIV. Mm-hmm. Um, the the light-skinned boy that he cheated guy. on him with Damon. Yeah, the one I ain't like. Yeah, from, mm-hmm. the, from the thing. Pertel said something, and he was like, oh, he's just a big, hungry-ass bottom. Yeah, he was, yeah. Oh, Ricky said that. Yeah, Ricky that said he's that He's just a big, hungry bottom. He just sucked my dick uh, and uh, blah 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 blah, which could, which we know is not a, which we know is not true. Cause of course, remember, because Ricky is that girl. He's a whore. Yes, he's a we, whore. And then when we go back to the conversation that they had, remember when Chris was going off of him about being um, Electra's lap dog, mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, you let her push you around, and and Ricky was like, you wasn't saying that when you was on my dick. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know? Of course they so, was So, you know, that was a lie. Oh, and, and... You cannot lie to Pray Tell. Pray Tell called it out like, look, we're yes. not about to have these bottom shaming conversations. It is nothing wrong with a man getting what he wants out of sex. Either way, top or bottom. If that's what he wants, that's what he wants, right? So, <sighs> I do want to have a conversation about um, bottom shaming and just... in. In general, taking the femme position in the homosexual life. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, God. Have you ever experienced being shamed for being Uh, a a bottom? (laughs) Hold on. Hold on now. Because, first of all, I knew this was going to come up. (laughs) 
And as we all know, you know, you I'm, are, you, I'm, I'm very private. So let's hold on. Stop the court. Stop. Stop the Well, we ain't got to talk about you. We, we can talk, talk about, about yes, experience. I, we, ain't, we ain't got to talk about me. I'm non-confirming to bottom or top. You know, things of that nature. But of course, yes, I have because here we go. I'm not the most masculine man up in the world. And so, of course, they people put together, okay, masculinity with bottom. And it's all just bullshit. It's all bullshit. And the fact that it's been going on for this long, because this is what, the the 90s Uh and all of that. My thoughts on it is just gays, like this, the LGBTQ. It's very judgmental. Mm-hmm. It's very judgmental from the masculinity thing, from the bottoms, from the top. And honestly, from my experience, uh, I think it's like, um, I think it's like a level of cognitive dissonance. I think it's very silly. Yes. It's very silly because I feel like when you get more experience and when you get older, you understand that the whole top and bottom and just uh, putting together masculinity and femininity with one, it's 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 ridiculous. Just because you get, I don't think just because you get, oh God, I'm, I don't want to just be so just because I'm going to fuck them plunge. You know me, my boy. <laughs> be I don't real. Get, you know, just because you get fucked don't mean that shit that, that makes you a woman or a bitch and things like that. But, like, look, I think it's a level of cognitive dissonance. I think it's a level of we know it's stupid and wrong, but we're trying to be seen as normal. Right. Okay? We are trying to be seen as um, not so far from cis-heteronormativity, not so far out of... we are we because we especially during if we talk about the ball scene we talk about this era we talk about especially during this era we are trying to mimic the straight people exactly we're trying to mimic and make cis heteronormativity the norm like that's the standard the closer we are to that is the better that's why mask for mask is like the sickening thing like because you're not that gay gay Mm -hmm. you know you're not that flamboyant gay i don't like them because you then that because that's what it was if you can look like a woman if you're trans then we're going to treat you better you're better because you can blend with society if you can look like a man and be a gay man and especially it kind of speaks to that in um Last episode with the dude that was at the hospital with Praytel, remember? And he was like, "Uh, I'm not no fucking queen. I'm a man. I'm, you know, I may be gay, but but I'm an educated. Like it was a it, that hierarchy of, I'm not doing that gay gay shit. It was mm-hmm. anything that's femme and just flamboyant and gay and totally relinquishing." Um, male privilege and that status as a male, because when you take the getting dick in your ass, you're taking the female position, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So you're totally giving up the I, the maleness. You're totally giving up the privilege. You're totally giving all of that up. We have to make, because they are the standard, we have to somehow make that okay in our minds. We have to somehow make it okay. And by making it seem like you are a bitch and you weak and when we talk about you and talk down to you, if you are a bottom, if you are femme, if you are flamboyant, it makes us feel more like them. 
Does that, it make sense? That's what you think it is. That's what I think it is. I think it makes I this I'm talking about as a culture, not me and you. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a culture, I think in this era, I think over time we are getting out of that. We are growing out of that. Films, uh, kind of slowly, <laughs> slowly. Girl, it's very slow. It's a turn of slow, but that because I knew this was gonna come up, and mm-hmm. it's just I can't even just pinpoint the thing because, of course, I've been, I've been, I've been through this. Like, well, somebody think just because they're okay, they're a top. And that can be all, that can be a whore and just fuck, 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 fuck. But then if you're a bottom and you're like, you have just as much sexual activity as them, oh my God. And then they treat it like bottoms but, are like, it's a pussy. You know how just like women, mm-hmm. you can't be whores. Oh, you let all this niggas the fuck thing. you. And fu- it's the same. It's, it's the same thing. Treat- but, but then that's it's like, going along with cis heteronormativity. But why? You shame the men. I mean, you shame the women. Yeah. But the men being whores is nothing. Exactly. And, this, and now we done transferred that same silly ass it's concept silly. in our culture where the bottom, you fucking all these niggas. Oh, oh no. And then it goes, it goes And then the so films the films go along with it too. They do it go along just, they, it they ain't just the top. with each other. Oh, you just about it's silly. And then it goes as far as to people thinking just because they're topping somebody that we're going into the exposure and things like that. Oh, well, I fuck, you know, I fucked them. You think that you can't catch nothing. Or right, yes. If, if I'm the top, somehow it, it I can't catch, catch HIV. Yes. When Now, we do know, we do know yes, that as a, you know. At a, as a bottom, um, I think the number is your 20% higher. more higher. Yes. 20% more higher. Because you be know the muscle it. juices and the muscles up in the up in the, the, the stretches. Uh, you you, you no. are you are um, tearing the lining of your anus. All the linings and the things of that stuff is more sensitive. <laughs> You're tearing you know. the linings of your anus and then and the molecules. Then... <laughs> <laughs> and then the semen is actually going in yeah. the butt and sitting in yeah, there, up in the butt, and can easily get into the bloodstream. So it just makes yeah. it easier. What she said for for a bottom. <laughs> To contract it, then a top, but a top can contract it. That's but just what it is. I, overall, I just think that it, it's very silly. I don't understand if you're just such a macho top or macho. What's what, why are you shaming the bottom? Because don't you want the bottom? Uh, it's all weird and it's, silly. It's, it's weird and silly. That's why I couldn't even just pinpoint it. I just think it's silly. It's ridiculous. And then when people come at me with that. I, I, it, it, it's a very, it's a turn off, and me. also, and I think, and, and we're kind of, right now in the moment. I'm talk, I was talking about it from a male on male point of view, but when we t- when we talk about it, it's the same thing when it's on trans on male because it aligns with it invalidates your womanhood to be a top. That is the, the, it doesn't, but that's the thought process. If you are a top, if you're using your penis and you are a top, if you do anything with your penis, then are you really trans? Like they make it seem like if you do anything with your dick and you're, you're using your dick in any kind of way that. But doesn't that go into like gender identity just because? Yeah. Yeah. So they align it with the gender identity when. For me particularly, now I can't say that I'm not a, a person who has been of a proponent of this or a victim of this or a person who promoted this. Because when I was younger, yes, I was one of them people who believed that if you did anything with your penis, but I didn't put that on anybody else. I didn't say 
Well, I didn't tell them that in my mind. Right. If you was topping that's in my mind, I'm like, you think that, that yeah. goes for you, yeah, yeah. But I never yeah, like shamed do. anybody for what they do. It's just in my mind, I'm like, mm, I don't want to do that because I I, I had these cis heteronormative idea. I'm the girl, you the man. Um, you're supposed to be the top. You're supposed to fuck me. I'm supposed to suck your dick. I'm supposed to do whatever I feel the girls are supposed to do. And so if we go outside of that, ooh, we gay. That's some internalized homophobia that I had inside of me because I wanted to be as cis-heteronormative as possible. Mm -hmm. So if I met a dude, a quote-unquote straight dude, and we were hooking up and you wanted to do this gay shit, ugh, you a fag to me. Yuck, I don't date faggots. That's literally what I would say. I don't date faggots. My faggots are my sisters. <laughs> they are my Judy's. And and this I is I'm see, I mean, I'm sharing my I ignorance. I understand that. I, yeah, yeah. that's why I said, you know, when you start off, you think this way, and I think it just takes mm-hmm. time for people to understand and be more experienced and things of that nature. Because through my experience too, you know, I'm experienced with people, and um, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> and you know, it be some of the most masculine big niggas that. Want to get plunged down uh-huh. to the ground, down to the ground, and baby. And enjoy it. And from what I heard, even with the trans women and mm-hmm. you meet some of the men, and that's what they be on, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's safe. And it's just sex. And it's, it's just fun. Safe. And you can, it doesn't have anything to do with your identity. It's just about a overall physical body pleasure. And so th- that's what how I grew into what me and what I do now. Um but it was about the pleasure. It was like, um, I started, I didn't start off topping people. I started off with my, my, my evolution went from being a total bottom that just sucked dick and got fucked to being a bottom who would get my dick sucked. And then I turned into fully verse. So, and then shit now, I'm basically a top. <laughs> no. Um, no. So, it, 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 I, I evolved into that because I would meet guys who, like, I remember when I first started to, like, get head, it was by this dude who was, he was so masculine, the, you know, in he, in the, when I say how he performed masculinity, he was so masculine that, that it, it, I couldn't think of him. I couldn't play the, oh, you gay card. He was so everything that I wanted that even if he gave me head, I wouldn't thought he was gay. Like it was, it was kind of weird. It was like this mental thing that was, I couldn't, I couldn't think of him like anybody else I would have thought of in a negative way, but it just was something about him that was so masculine and how he delivered his masculinity that I just went with his flow. And so then over time, like when I would deal with clients years later, clients made me enjoy penetrating them. And then regardless of you trans or not, it's still a penis and some tight ass and shit feel good. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So it would be, you know, even if I did feel uncomfortable doing it, if I got aroused and got in the booty, it still is sticking some dick in some ass. It still feels good. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. It's like it does feel good. So you can pretend that it don't. You can pretend like it's not pleasurable, but it is. Everybody do got sensitives in their booties too. It's yeah. That always surrounds everybody in their booties too. So that's why niggas like to get straight niggas like, like to, to get, get their yeah. ass ate. Mm-hmm. Um they will pretend. And that is one thing I'm hearing a lot more with the uh-huh. whole straight and heterosexual lives and people playing with people booties and because niggas doing it up in bitches booties. They've and been So doing y'all that. need to stop trying to act like the booties <laughs> is something to be Shaming ashamed the booties. of. Because bitch, you getting in your booty too, bitch. <laughs> so that's what I got to say about that. Because stimulation of the body is still stimulation of the body it's our mind that blocks us from being aroused for certain things so for example if you laid a straight dude in the middle of a room and cut the lights off and look just let people come in and stimulate his body right it he would get pleasure don't no matter who was doing it if you cut the lights on and it's a dude, then the mentality comes. Yeah, just like when they go to the little glory holes and stuff uh-huh. and they just stick their penis in it. Uh-huh. People don't be doing who the hell, but they be still. But they still be doing it. Exactly. And, and it isn't the mind. It's it's just a mind thing that stops you from getting, that 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 stops your physical body from getting pleasure. Mm-hmm. It, once you get past the mentality of it, it's just like niggas who were who are typically straight and they deal with uh, a trans woman um and they're they're negotiating in their mind okay well this person is i know that they were born one way and now they look a certain way can i get past exactly can i get past the fact that they have a penis so that's, that's and just exactly. focus on the they look like a woman that i normally like they look their their essence is of a woman but they have a penis like they it's a mental negotiation some people negotiate yes. and say no but some people negotiate and say yeah fuck yeah. it i'm gonna experience it so that's what i think about it like you said it's mental growth yes you need to grow yeah so that's what i think yeah, i wanted exactly. to talk about there that. we go so <laughs> pray tell i thought that was a good call out for pray tell to call that out and um for whoever the writers were to call out the shaming of bottoms and i just wanted to add that there's a shaming of bottoms it's a shaming of fems it's shame shaming of anything feminine because that is a byproduct of the bigger culture that um values um men and devalues women so the protest that they did was based on a real live protest everything that happened wasn't real on the show because this is a fictional show but it was based on a real protest that actually happened the protest happened on september 5th in 1991 um, the TAG group, T-A-G, which is an affiliate of the ACT group, put a giant-ass condom over Jesse Helms' house. Jesse Helms was a Republican senator. He was one of the chief, like, architects of AIDS-related stigma in the United States. He fought against any federal spending. He fought against any HIV research. He fought against treatment or prevention. He also said gross shit about homosexuals um like it's he he's quoted in saying it's the deliberate disgusting revolting 
conduct that is, re that is responsible for this disease. He also said that there is not one single case of AIDS in this country that cannot be traced to the origins of sodomy. So this goes along with the Sodom and Gomorrah, the Christian right, the um, the um, right-wing fundamentalists. This is, this is, this goes along with their narrative so perfectly, and he just was one of the people who were this vile to say things like this. By saying shit like this, he gave like a legitimacy to every parent who threw their parents out when they found out that they were HIV positive or gay because they were thinking they would be positive because they are gay. Um, it just was so many people in the community who had this kind of language thrown back at them when they um, when they would tell their stories in meetings and stuff. He also proposed and passed laws that are still on the books, enshrining the stigma in like policy. All right, people with HIV couldn't travel to the USA. To the USA, the CDC was not permitted to spend money on preventing the spread of HIV in gays. It was because of Jesse Helms that there was not a single well-funded HIV prevention campaign that launched in the country. So they use humor and shame as one of the biggest tools in this particular protest. They came up with a plan. The first step they had to do was find his address. And one of the great things about being gay is that we have access to a large work of people. And so they had a, like a gay spy in the organization, in the government agency. And they were able to call the agency, get the person to figure out um, the senator's address, and the, they got the address. So they went to his house in Arlington, Virginia. And they took a picture of the house. And based on the standard size of the door, they were able to use that measurement on the picture just by doing a little bit of math to figure out how tall the house was so they could figure out how big of a condom they would need to make to get the condom big enough to cover the house. So once they got the measurements, they contacted tons of companies in California who specialize in making like inflatables. Um, once they told them how big they needed it to be, the company gave them um, prices ranging from the companies gave them prices ranging from like thirty five hundred to fifteen thousand. Now, this was the first kind of action taken by TAG and TAG wasn't really they weren't fucking with AECT like that no more. They was kind of breaking off from them. You feel what I'm saying? So uh, they didn't really have the money to actually do this. So. They needed donors to be able to get the, this, this kind of money to be able to do this kind of action. So one of Peter Staley's boyfriend's friends was actually um, David Geffen, what we talked about earlier. Um, and they donated $3,000. I also think that this points out the importance of sharing your financial privilege. If you are somebody who has money, make sure you are donating to people who are doing actions, who are doing community work because it helps out. Some of the most powerful things can be done if um, marginalized people have access to money to be able to do them. So anyway, once they got the money to get it created, they had to get people to actually do it and put it up and go actually do the action. So it was Peter Staley, um, um, Sean Strub. Sean Strub is the founder of the Paz magazine that we know of today. Um, Mark Allen, um, Garance Frank Ruda, Derek Lynch. 
Jimmy Serafini, and Jason Chowder. So, and then there was an eighth dude named D- Dan Baker, who was like the coat and the the suit and tie wearing person who would actually talk to the media when the media came, because that was the point. They want the media to be there so they can actually see, um, you know, so they can actually see uh, what's going on. It's not a protest; as motherfuckers don't see it. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So once they actually got the condom, they spray painted a saying in black on the condom and it said a condom to stop the unsafe politics helms is deadlier than a virus <laughs> on the actual condom they took long story short they took the condom down to the house they made sure that everybody was gone because they didn't want to you know get, they wanted to set up so the police wouldn't fucking come before they could actually pop off the actual action they also called local news stations and CNN way in advance and told them to meet them at a hotel. And all they told them was that they were going to put a condom on a politician's house. They didn't want to tell them who they didn't want to tell them anything about it because then they can, you know, they can you know, stop the plan from happening, but they wanted them to be there. So they told them in advance, if y'all want this motherfucking story, come on through, bitch. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Once they got there, they parked the truck, pull the condom out, roll it up to the house and start pumping up, pumping it up. The news is there. Um, they had like seven, they were seven minutes into the, um, and I'm telling the story cause I'm, I read about it. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> of course. Um, uh, once the, cause I was 10. <laughs> Thank y'all for doing this when I was 10. Cause I needed this. <laughs> so once they got there, um, it took like seven minutes for the first cops to come up, but the, but the condom was already up. Like it was already almost full. It just was the top, the head part of the condom. That was, that was just a little bit, it needed a little bit more. So the con, the cops was coming out of the cars, cracking up. <laughs> They said the cops were laughing, wearing it out, not even really taking it, taking it serious, but not taking it serious. But the cops didn't arrest anybody. All they did was um, give them a parking ticket for parking the um, truck in the wrong direction. We were they were free to go as long as they um, take the condom with them and not worried about it. The action was a success. It was on all the local news around the country playing like short, funny-ass clips of it. Um, Senator Helm was embarrassed as fuck, just like Federico on the show. He was embarrassed as fuck. He complained about it on the floor of the Senate a week later, calling them radical homosexuals. After that happened, Helms never proposed or passed any other life-threatening AIDS amendment. So, it was effective in shutting his motherfucking ass up. So, this is a perfect example of people with no money planning and organizing an action that, you know, that was delivered beautifully. It, It just was delivered beautifully. It made its point you don't know what the outcome is gonna be of your action, but Whatever it is, you hope that it's going to be positive. And in this particular case, it was positive. It disrupted this suburban rich politician's neighborhood. It embarrassed him. And it let them know, go sit your motherfucking ass down. We're not going to take your bullshit. You're not going to be um, creating these policies, saying these vile, 
ass fucking bullshit ass statements that is affecting our lives in real life. What you are saying is not affecting your home. It's not affecting your life. It's not affecting you. What you are saying is affecting us because you're not allowing us to get the assistance. You're not allowing for people to take us seriously. Your rhetoric is harming real people's lives in the same way that our politicians are saying things that does not affect them in their personal lives, but it does affect people who are on the fringes and marginalized. How politicians are talking about immigrants affect actual immigrant people's lives, like their lives and livelihood. It's not just a game for them. So you can't just be out here on the news, in the Senate, uh, talking from a government position, talking from a position of power, talking fucking reckless because it affects people's lives real lives it affects their health and survival and their sanity and so if you out here doing this fucking shit you are responsible so shut the fuck up and i'm so glad that there were people in our past not just in this particular case but even years black even years back with um the civil rights movement, even years back from there, when it comes to slavery, when it comes to every single movement of marginalized people, there, there was people who were willing to fight, willing to organize, and willing to take action because we would not be here, Diamond Styles would not be here, talking about this freely, um, being able to speak freely about this without their actions. Actions are important. So I wanted to say that, and then, yes. That's it for that protest. So Damon is in the kitchen cooking because he wants to um, cook for Blanca later on in the evening. So he goes, he tells her that um, he left the cookbook in the room. And so once he goes in the room, he runs into Angel and catches Angel and Poppy doing drugs. Girl, it's a cookbook in the house. <laughs> They'll be cooking up about the same shit. That's from the same. <laughs> That's what kills me. Blanca said the thing I oh, shoved in the hall. You know when her brother got her together? Yes. Girl, what have you been cooking with the Yo Mama cookbook? It's the same nasty shit on that goddamn table. You went through all that hell for all that nasty ass food y'all still be cooking up in that house? Your mama would not be proud. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe they can't afford everything in the cookbook. I mean, shoot. <laughs> Shit. Get a loan from Electra or something. <laughs> Go shoot. be dominatrix. Yes. Uh, so, let some frustration out. Um, hmm. So... He catches them doing drugs, and they're like, oh, he's like, why? How did you even fucking pay for that? And Angel was like, well, we don't really have, it was free. We it didn't pay for it. Favor. It was a party favor. We <laughs> I could found just it on have the floor. It. <laughs> and Damon and, and Poppy was like, yo, you can't say nothing. And Damon was like, nigga, if you don't get your hands off of me. <laughs> you don't mess with people when they're a little high now, Damon. So he was like, um, no, <laughs> this is crazy. You me- We've been through this situation with hiding stuff with Blanca, from Blanca. Yes. You know, we've like- been through this situation before. This is too extra. Y'all doing too much. And this is not cute. This we this ain't sickening. <laughs> and so Angel takes the drugs and throws them out the window. And 
And you know what you think about that? Like you, th- I was thinking. I don't know. I feel like Damon should tell Blanca. I don't know. I want you to tell me. Well, of course you, because you want you want to know. I want another thing going on up in your house. <laughs> I want another thing going on in your house. Keep so those you can go bust house. through that damn dough. Mm-hmm. Um, very late because you know Angel her career is thriving and yeah. Oh God, that's a hope. Mm-mm, what I had told. Ooh. Yeah, I don't one know. know Blanca if she if he if he tells Blanca, you know, cause you don't wanna fuck up Angel though, girl. You don't need to fuck up your career. But then She ain't kicking Angel out. She ain't kicking Angel out, but no. Poppy. I don't know. She ain't. I don't know. I think it's different now. Poppy was real new when she oh, kicked him out he before. he is working and doing all he of He's doing his things. stuff. And I don't think, I think they have established a little bit. She definitely ain't kicking Angel out. That's of her baby. Of course not. She's supposed um, to be mother. You know, she comes up next. Yeah. She, I, did, that, I don't think it, that would have happened. But I feel like I would have told her, because child, you, she could have been telling you. Damon not telling on Angel. They got a good. Little, yeah, so. but that is still. What if it come out that she's doing drugs? I would tell the knew, second time, and you knew, but then it might not be a second time. It gets ugly. Ugh. It gets ugly and late. Oh, I God. don't know. It mm. looks. I just felt weird about that. But um, but yes, he said I ain't gonna say nothing. Long. Don't be doing no fucking drugs. Don't be doing no drugs no more. Like get the fuck out of here. But I would have read them to the filth though. I would have been well, like, he Angel, tried. He was giving bitch, it. You got this. Like, girl, what are you doing? Like, this is stupid. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but also like I like we talked about earlier, there is a level of. This was the norm of the in crowd. So you could easily be not thought of as the in crowd if you're not doing what we're doing. I mean, whatever. But that could stop you from getting gigs. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, it can stop. Because it's, it's not like networking. It's, it's, yeah. it's in the same realm of networking. Are you like, a party like, girl? Are you fun? Are you likable? And part of that being likable. Is. That's when you just fake it. Oh, I took it, and you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know what you do. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, so high. I never had to do that. I've always <laughs> been the girl who wasn't invited because because uh, you were the oh god. I, was a non-drug I girl. could see that. Yeah, because you'll be sitting there making your little. Oh, this is late. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah. she got to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I would say this is late. I would just be like. Because folks just, is gonna be Cause because when people getting people high, you don't know what can, to do. You know, cause you ain't you ain't even a drinker like that. And it's been times when I've been up in ditches and stuff, <laughs> and I felt like I was doing the most just by drinking. Well, so. I was drinking that night. Oh yeah, that. Oh yeah. Well, yes, Diamond Girl. <laughs> I yeah. know how you made it home that night. <laughs> oh Jesus, Lord, but I just wasn't drinking as much as you. I just wasn't drinking as much as you. I knew I wasn't going to make it (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we walked up in that club. I said, I cannot be here. And I just turned around when y'all wasn't looking. And I said, I got to go. I felt like Tina Turner, you know, when she ran out the hotel and she was running uh, uh, through the uh, road and stuff like that. But I didn't make it too far. I filled up in the ditch. And I couldn't get out. It felt like quicksand. We got to tell a story if you you were to. Mention oh it. <laughs> so we, me, Brian, <laughs> on a cold, dark Saturday oh, night. On Saturday night. Oh God. So how, how did I get that? Fuck. What were we? I, I don't even remember past. That. I know we was. Where were so we, we all end up going out. It was me, 
Was it? Chandler? It was you. No, Chandler wasn't there. You, Jasmine, Doja, Lamar, me. That's it. And that's it. And you. Yeah. yeah. So <coughs> we are out at the club. And 2020. Yeah, I am. And we're dr- everybody's drinking. We was already fucked up before we uh, even came. Because we, we did we go to eat or something? Was, uh, no, something. that was that. No, that wasn't that night. We didn't make it to eat because you had to drive me back home, girl. So anyway, <laughs> we everybody was drinking, and all of a sudden, <laughs> I get a text message from <laughs> Brian <laughs> saying, "Like, help me!" Or <laughs> like, I'm it, like literally, we think he's in the club with us. <laughs> the, and the messages was encrypted. <laughs> <laughs> help! <laughs> like, and he we get we think he's in the club because he done left he done left us our area. And went somewhere else. So we think he's in the club. Like went to the bathroom or something. And I'm getting this text message of help me, help me, help me. Help me. Because I couldn't be went into the club. And when we went into the club, I didn't want nobody to see me like that. I was so (laughs) fucked up. I don't know what was going on. so I just had to leave. And I ran out. I ain't have no shoes or nothing, Lord. (laughs) I just ran. And then it was a ditch. So think of me. hit me, y'all. So think of me out full, like Diamond don't ever really be full like that. And I would have cussed my ass out if I was you that night. So I thought that I would. Yeah, I was trying to feel it because I. I don't every I'll get a little buzz, but I don't be full for. I get a yeah. little buzz. So this night I was like, oh, I'm with all my Judy's. Yes. I, I'm not the driver. <laughs> I'm not. So let me get a little bit more to drink and let let really feel it. Because your yes. hair was down that night. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, so think of me. I am a Blanca type person. So if something happens, I get wary. <laughs> so Brian sending me these messages while I'm drunk sends me into a panic. Help messages. (laughs) Not just no, hey, bitch, I done fell down. Like, help me. Capitalize help me text messages. I needed help. And I can't find him. So I'm like, where the fuck is this boy at? What is happening? So I leave out of the club. And I'm like, where are you at, Brian? Where are you at? Where are you at? He's like... I, I see. He's not saying this, but this I'm just saying in his in his voice. I see. Uh, I, I see bushes. This is different little test I'm messages. In the, I'm in the mud. And I, I see. Said, I, I, I see Iron Man. I see Iron Man, y'all. So the text message. So it's two different text messages. Uh, he says, "I I'm in the bushes." I can't I can't see anybody. I'm in the bushes. <laughs> and then the next message is I'm I'm I mud is all over me. The bushes attacked me, y'all. <laughs> the branches. And then he says, I see Iron Man. I'm like, what the fuck? So when the bush conversation come in the mud, I'm like, oh my God, did somebody attack him? Did something did something happen? I was I'm like <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? So I'm out. Like, have you seen Brian? Have you? I'm call, telling everybody, have you seen Brian? He's sending me these weird text messages. But then when he says, I seen Iron Man, I'm like, Iron Man? <laughs> what kind of drugs is this motherfucker on? <laughs> That's all I could see. I couldn't see nothing but Iron Man. So, I was was like, where the fuck are you? So, somebody, our friends, 
uh, not girls. our friends. Not no, our these friends. Two we girls, just they know said, them. I knew who you. I know who you be with. Hold on, there, baby. <laughs> yes. Hold so on. They see him in the bushes in the mud and say, <laughs> "Oh, I know who you be with." Because they the mud, know child. me. They left me in the mud. <laughs> they left him in the mud and came into the club and said. <laughs> Diamond, your child is out there in the mud behind that building. And I was like, what? And I come out of the club and and go around this building. Brian is in the bushes was, in the mud. It was like Christmas. I turn around and there is a big Iron Man mural on the wall. <laughs> a big Iron Man mural on the wall. And so... His text message, he was in the bushes. I was. <laughs> he was in the mud, and he did see Iron Man. <laughs> and I was up in the thing. So this is where you got to use your little investigation, little CSI stuff, and put two and two together. Right. Oh, baby. So we get him in the car. He's all muddy. I'm muddy. Whoever's car we was in, they were annoyed. It was, yeah. I think Jasmine was up in there crying. Yeah, she, she was crying. She, she, was she was drunk. Raped and knocked yeah, out. Yeah, she, she thought was, she was being wild. She, Everybody was full, so everybody was over it. So he gets to throwing up, but not in the car. He threw up outside the car. Yes, not in the car. I have class. So I said, we go back to your car, right? Yep. They drive us back to your car. I get in his car and drive, get Brian, and I have to drive him all the way home. No, we drive him to my house. To your house. So we drive him to my house, and I was like, well, you can't drive now. And so get on the bed and... Pass out. Pass out on the couch. It was hilarious. Ugh. So he was just wore out. I don't know how we got on the subject. <laughs> no either, but it's just, it's one for the books. Yes. Oh. So, yes, it was funny. So, all right. So Damon catches them doing drugs mm-hmm. and he says yeah. he's not going to tell. So then they switch the conversation to the dinner. So the dinner is cooked and it actually look this dinner looks a little bit better. They had some like rigatoni and some little still macaroni and cheese and then uh, something yeah. else. Some kind of broccoli. <laughs> yeah, broccoli. So um Ricky says to Pray Tell, y'all saw that we were like down in the dumps. Pray tell and Blanca and the elders come in and kind of lift them up and give them something to work towards and give them something to look forward to. And then Lulu chimes in and say, you know, we know that even though, you know, we don't know what the ball scene is going to look like, but we know that we're going to be the leaders in this. So you guys really put us, you know, back on track to be the leaders of the community. Yes. Um, and I think that's really, really important. This whole episode is about how you got to continue your legacy. You got to pass a torch. You got to... Um, you got to be a part of the movement. It's an ongoing thing over and over and over and over and over. You have to be a part of the movement. You got to be a part of the change. So then it goes to Blanca actually talking to um, Blanca talking and saying she won her case. Out of all the stuff, because they actually did this successful stunt, successful protest, and put a condom over Frederica's house and uh- it wore her out, and she actually ended up winning her case. Um, Frederica actually comes to the shop, <laughs> and she pops right. up like a little witch. <laughs> she showed it. <laughs> and sits down and makes a threat. She was like, you know, I've been stiffed out of my coins. I've been wore mm-hmm. out, 
But bitch, you got the best. Of you me, got bitch. the best of me on this one. Like you so, don't embarrass me. That came to my house and brought the know news what time to my it house. Is, bitch. But bitch, them knees is coming. It's <laughs> hammer time. I, I, I would be scared. I, I, I would be. Time, this neighborhood baby. isn't getting as good as I thought, as fast as I thought. So understand. And Blanca was like, bitch, is that a threat? It may be. You know. Because when you can't win, like, you know, without this, it's hammer time, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's she makes hammer threats. Time. She makes threats. Um, Lulu, she come basically, um, Frederica tells, um, I mean, Blanca end up telling Lulu what happened with Frederica. I won my case. And, you know, I don't have to worry about it no more. We can, you know, mm-hmm. we can do what we need to do. And um, Lulu was like, thank you for inspiring me. I'm going to go back to community college and get my life. And, you know, I'm inspired again. (laughs) Candy's death really fucked me over and made me feel bad. So, you know, but now I'm back on track and I want to thank you for that. Then the scene goes to Ricky and Pray Tell getting... Here tested. we go, y'all. It's back. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, we were happy. We were, well, were we really happy? Uh-uh, yeah, I wouldn't say. Well, nobody really died like no, that. No, it was successful. But you know, you know what it is? It's a roller coaster, it's emotional pose. roller coaster. It's, it's life, baby. It's pose. So here we go. We back at the clinic. So Ricky and Praytel is at the clinic, and Ricky is getting tested again because remember, he told Praytel that old boy had. You know, he had HIV, mm-hmm. and he called him crying. And so they are in the lobby waiting, and somebody told me that they think that Pray Tell and Ricky going to have something going on, but I don't think that. I yeah, think Ricky's I, just a flirt. Yeah, in that moment, that's how. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought Ricky was just Ricky is just a natural flirt. He's he one of them people. With everybody. And yeah. this, they may be setting up something. I don't know because they can use that as a honey. I didn't know Candy was gonna die. Um, right. So you, they could be setting up something because mm-hmm. you can. You, there is a storyline when we talk about HIV about two HIV people coming together. I do think they're there gonna have like story. some type of strong bond after. But that this, would be creepy and weird. What them together? Yes, it will be creepy and yeah, weird. Like, that's come like, on now, really. And so he was making this daddy flirty. Like but he do be I'm calling Ricky sexy and stuff. When, but you know, at the balls and stuff. Yes, you know, that's still. I mean, still I'm, yeah, but I don't think they're gonna be together. Yeah, they might that's fuck. weird. That's that's weird. I don't know. I who knows. So he's there to support him and. and and the way pray tell when he was flirting flirting with him, the way he pl- he yeah. shrugged it off like oh yeah da 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 da. Um, I just think Ricky is a flirt. He's yeah, gonna flirt he with anybody. Flirt. That's just what he is. Mm-hmm. And so he's gonna go- he goes into the um the room to get his results, and she told him that he was positive. When we talk about Ricky's um, when we talk about Ricky's response to this treatment despite the acting what did you think about his that re the the response not the acting just the response like wanting her to take the test again that kind of stuff how did that make you feel i mean i feel like it was very real because mm-hmm. i would think so i would i probably would say the same thing like make sure mm-hmm. because when when you even now, because you you think about people and why aren't they protecting me? Because people feel like it just it won't happen to, to them. Me. It's like it's like, it won't happen to it's, me. It's, it's such a devastating thing that right. it's just like okay, I know I I ain't gonna. So I I do feel like there was a very real 
Yeah, I I think it is a real response because what we what we what we have to be conscious of is that in the 1990s, there was like over 31,000, like 31,000 AIDS death that was reported in the United States. That's reported. And then I believe because we know the rich. I want you to understand there were some rich people who didn't who had the. The clout to if they died of AIDS, they didn't have to report it. The, the people would cover it up. Oh, for real? Yeah, if you have that kind of power. But I also like the biggest thing too when you don't get the side effects too, and, I, mm-hmm. and you see all these people getting these like side effects, and you're just still healthy, dancing, looking yeah. towards. Okay, I don't. I'm good. I feel so, good. I don't look quote unquote totally like skinny. Yeah, I, I look healthy. I'm young. My skin looks nice. Not, I'm not getting night sweats. I'm not. Nothing is happening. So yeah. why are you? What? It can't be. Me. So I could see how you just don't believe it, and a lot of people go in denial too. Yeah, and, and but one of the things is, so you were not getting somebody some false positives. The work around silent organizers was um was that they did the test twice. Mm-hmm. So, so you would right? She, did she, did yeah, she, she said, she said, yeah, I do the test. We do the test twice so, to make sure. Oh God, she was late. Man, <laughs> she think about it now because then she said, "Are we looking at our list of all of your?" Oh God, that's the even late part. List of all of your sexual they don't partners. Tell, do they tell? Hi, Ricky came in and he. <laughs> And I think they call you and say, tell you to hey, come in and get tested. Just Ricky just came in. <laughs> no, I don't think they say that. <laughs> hey, they tell Ricky. you to come in. They tell you to come in and get tested. Oh, God. <laughs> so um, I think I think his response was really normal. And But I, I, I also want you to understand that prior to 95, when the, there was a better treatment, mm-hmm. The only thing that really kept you alive was your community, <laughs> like your community, the support of your community, the reassurance of your community, and just like how your body works. I mean, yeah. Just how your body works. Just like works. what we seen with Pertel, because he was over it. Yeah. He Ghost was over candy. it. He had to come back. Everybody had to come mm-hmm. back and cheer him up, and Blanca had to sort of get him on the AZT. And mm-hmm. Yeah. This moment, the lady was real rude. <laughs> because she done, she goes through this all day, every day. So I guess she just started to get immune to Yeah, people. she was like, Here girl, it goes, throw the firework, you know, the, the tears. And uh, da, 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 da. I mean, I think I would get immune to it, too. And she just was like, honey, be- you, honey, bitch, you thought you was taking all these dicks and sticking men in their butt? Yeah, because then and she, you say, she was like, what did she say? You what did, you what were you expecting? <laughs> what were you expecting? You that weren't was, expecting that these results? That was rude. That was like kind of, you, you sat here. She looked down at her paper and said, sweetie, <laughs> and sweetheart. <laughs> sweetie. And, sweetie, sweetie, but the paper, the, uh, what? Look. It says you have butt sex with men and without a condom. <laughs> what did you think that was going to happen? Huh? <laughs> but you know what, girl? Really, I can <laughs> see you saying something like that. No. Well, no. no, not just like maybe if you, maybe if they wasn't so dist- I don't know. But, no. you're, but not like that. Not me. But you're blunt. I am blunt, but 
not in that moment. Yeah. That is, you're you're finding out your tea. Well, yeah, not in that moment. You're finding out. Yeah, you, yeah. You're finding out your tea. And Ricky was like, of course I didn't expect the results to be there. And what did you think about his acting? Um, Right there in that moment. It was cool. It was, oh. It was cool. Like, it didn't give me. I thought it was good. I thought it was very great. I think he's a better actor than Damon. Okay. I honestly wish that Ricky was Damon and he would kind of have the spotlight over Damon. Oh, okay. You feel me? Maybe. Um, I was like, mm, let me think about the acting. Because that's a big scene when you find out that you got HIV. Yeah, I didn't. That's a big, that's a big acting scene. That's, you know, you have to come up out your shell and you have yeah, to be I didn't believable. get that. You didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't oh, get that. girl, diamond girl. I got... Don't put her on no little Emmy nomination little person <laughs> thing where you gotta vote people on because she ain't nobody gonna be up in the damn I thing, it was cool. y'all. Nobody I, gonna be in the category. I didn't get Donald emotional Trump. and I should have. I didn't get emotional and I'm sensitive. I'm emotionally sensitive. Did I get the most? I did. I said in the oop. I got a little bit emotional with um when he was hugging Praytail. And when when he came when, when he, he came out, out when he came oh, out yeah was like, I'm when he die. came out and he was sitting up there I was like see this is just so late and he was come like out, I'm gonna die then I'm they gonna show die. people just sitting around yeah that ooh, ooh that I was said. something too <clears throat> just the people like you just got your results and they sitting out there waiting for to get their results <laughs> that'll make a bitch leave <laughs> <laughs> bitch you be like oh no I'm out of here <laughs> I don't need to know no see. <laughs> I do remember thinking that now. Because they panned out so you can see everybody waiting in the yeah, and looking. That Maybe little I white got boy. my little, my stuff, my things. Not today, baby. I can't Not do today. It I'm going to have to wait till they make it at home, kid. Because, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I felt like that was so like Because you just know what the tea is. Because Praytel knew as soon as he came out, he didn't even have to say nothing. Yeah. That's the truth. Oh, late. So. So I wanted to point out the silent, unseen work of organizers once again in regards to this per- this particular scene. That kind of bedside manner, that type of handling these cases, having a protocol and having people in these positions that are telling somebody that they have this terminal illness. The work, these are regular people that are doing these jobs. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There have been, there were people who organized and created policy and training for people to handle these situations. And people don't understand how they benefit from people's organizing and how they benefit from people doing this kind of silent un this work that is un that is unrecognized so here in 2019 when you go and get tested you are not going to get somebody who is as insensitive as she is because they have been trained. Oh yeah. They have been trained to deliver this message in a sensitive way. They have been trained to deliver this message in a way that is not demeaning. They have been trained by organizers and by people who have went into these um clinics and trained people how to handle these situations. Yeah, Somebody did that work. Crazy. How they handle it, just how they handle you, how they're able to call you, how they're able to 
um, what they can say, what they're supposed to do, what they're everything of how to be sensitive to you in this situation. Even straight people who are getting HIV tests, who are getting diagnosed with HIV, because it's not just gay people. Yeah, because they feel like they're immune to it. Yeah, so even them. So the people, so the straight people out here who are getting new positive test results, it's gay folks who, it's gay organizers who were affected by this community, by this disease. They are the ones who you can thank for the training for the people who are giving you your results. So you can be seen like a human. So you can be seen with sensitivity. So you can be cared for in the moment of you getting your results. There were people who dealt with the bad negative side of getting your results. There are, there are people who dealt with people not being sensitive to their needs in getting the results. People have dealt with these problems and worked on it and fought for um, better policies, fight, fought for better training. And so we now are benefiting from these services and the silent work that our ancestors, our gay ancestors have put into making this a better place for people who have this disease. So now we have the last scene. We have Angel at her photo shoot where everyone there for the doll. Everyone is there for Angel. She's what, the BB girl? She's the new BB girl. BB girl. BB was so big. That's the clothing thing, right? Uh-huh. Yes, she's the BB girl. Angel shows up giving, oh, should I say it? Whitney. Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to disrespect her, but she, I mean, hey, I mean, it is what it is. She came up there, y'all, just drugged out, just looking toe up, y'all, because Gia, she was, she was giving Gia. We don't need to Gia. say Whitney. We give yeah, because yeah, I, the I don't want to disrespect Gia. Whitney, the queen. So the model <laughs> Gia, giving all of Gia tea. Yeah, Hair just high. everywhere, just hot, just looking a hot ass, you looking a hot mess. And so Miss, whatever her name Embarrassing, is, embarrassing Miss Ford, because she Ford, give you a chance. Miss Ford with her old, uh, oh God, that face. Joan Baby, you can just never get you never get John used to that Rivers. face. You never get used to her face ain't even moving, but she's discombobulated, you know. Her face is not moving, but you can tell. You can tell even though her face ain't moving, y'all. It ain't moving. But she's just like, girl. And she done been through this life so many times, so she already know what the tea is. Girl, you are getting everything that you always wanted, and look at you. Well, she ain't really say that, but I mean, I mean like, basically, basically what she, she said. said she's like, girl, it's, you think that I don't know you? But I know you. Like, I may not know all the life in the Bronx, but I do know when a girl comes from nothing and I'm giving her a chance and she's fucking it up, I do know that because I give girls a chance. Right. And and (laughs) I'm sure she's seen this. You know, we've seen this. We know, and you're burning the candle from both ends, baby. So what's going on? Get it together. Angel was just there looking just, ugh. I felt so, ugh. I hate people who just ruin chances like that. Yeah, it does make me uncomfortable. It's like, girl, get your shit together. But to make matters worse, oh god, to make matters worse, give me my pictures. <laughs> she that late acting. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the photographer for oh. this photo shoot is the old photographer that tried to use her nudies and tried to um, manipulate her into. When you say over it. Yeah, I would have been over it. I would have been over it. I'm fucked up. 
up. She just read me. Miss Ford just read me. Just read me. All and these then, people are for here for me. So it's not I, even like it's other little distractions. They're they're here for you. Uh, and they know I'm fucked up because Miss Willard just said, you know what you got to do. She fucked up. So y'all know how to make her beautiful. Yeah, they already do know. Do, do the work. And then here, and then comes. here comes this the motherfucker. The most important part of a photo shoot. <laughs> the photographer. The photographer. Is this funky ass nigga who... <gasps> Know my tea. No, not who, only know my tea, but we had some negative dealings. Bash them. Bash them. <laughs> Give me my pictures. <laughs> kick them in the. I believe she kicked them in his head. Uh huh. Her people. That's just oh, what it is. So. And he comes. What did he say? Hello. <laughs> hey, Angel. Oh, he already knew she was coming. He didn't already thought about what's about to happen. Exactly. I don't, I don't know how this is about to go, but I did see in the little glimpse that, I mean, she's taking her pictures and stuff, but so I'm just guessing that she had to do what she had to do this mm-hmm. time. I really believe so, but, oh. The last quote of the scene is that, is um, Peter Staley saying, I think it's a great way to live, to fight for yourself, to fight for your friends, to fight for a community of individuals who are sharing your experience, and to fight for the dignity and better life. There will be a tipping point. There will be victories, and there will be they will be joyous, Peter Stanley. So that was the end of the show. And, um, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, too. I don't know what I thought about the last two episodes, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know I don't really care because I believe we had Ricky and Damon and their whole love fest I don't really care about them like that <laughs> then pray tell I mean I felt like that was a filler because I mean you ain't cute like nothing really happened then Candy came back I'm like damn just keep the bitch on the show she, she's gonna keep coming back as the fucking ghost <laughs> so this actually picked up for me because I was like I wasn't feeling all them other two little episodes and stuff like mm. that so I actually enjoyed this one and then we had the good cliffhanger with Angel sitting there discombobulated yeah. in her give me my mister give me my picture so <laughs> Okay, I'm back. I'm back. All right. So we will see y'all next week. Hopefully, um, they got some good stuff happening. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, man? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs>